everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson, episode four in our series on how to win in women's bodybuilding. We're going to move on to peak week. So we've been tracking with us, talking about the difference, uh, maybe changes or similarities, consistencies with division criteria into training methodology. We got a little bit into the details with that, but we do have a lot of different series specifically on training, especially features. Check those out. Uh, and then just the whole contest prep approach. Uh, I, I don't think you'll find any surprises in uh, Adam or, or me in terms of that. But now in peak week for women's bodybuilding, this is very different than bikini and non-bodybuilding divisions because you do have to have maximum fullness without losing that conditioning. So you know, I think, again, this, this kind of comes down to our wheelhouse as a male bodybuilders and guys who've been doing this for a long time, pre all these different divisions. So when it comes down to women bodybuilders, are you going to look at different body types and decide, hey, this person probably needs a pretty steady progressive linear load, or this person's ectomorphic, we can't let her get irreparably flat. And so we may need a rapid backload or at least keep our eye on that. Like how, how are you judging this specifically for women's bodybuilding? Yes. So typically, you know, it's individual to the person's body, but I will say bodybuilding and women's physique are probably my two absolutes where I am not going to pull water because they can never be too big. I might have 0.1% bikini competitors I do that with. Uh, but, you know, it's really dogmatic in I want the maximum fullness, the maximum leanness. So I want that person, you know, hydrated as heck before they hit the stage because I want those muscles to be full and tight and popping. But you are correct. The nuances kind of do come down to body type. I will say the trend is a lot of these bodybuilders do have a harder time losing. That's why they have all the muscle in the first place. They tend to be a little bit more endomorphic in nature. Uh, I will say also most of my bodybuilders do tend to be older, so they've had time to put on that muscle as well. So that also is kind of a little bit of a hit to the metabolic uh continuum. So I do think that, you know, I, I do deal with less aggressive peaks in, in terms of what someone might view the food intake as, but it is relatively aggressive for, you know, their body type. And with a bodybuilder, I always say, once I reach that peak fullness, and I might try to see it earlier with a bodybuilder versus the bikini competitor, I can always pull back but I kind of want to see where that ceiling is for them. And once I find that ceiling, that's what we try to hit. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, that there are some absolutes with this division. And, and that's certainly what I was leading up to. Uh, I have a client competing for the second time with me. And initially with the concerns of figuring out how far can we go without spilling over, you know, a little bit more conservative. And then you go through that peaking process and you see how well they handle that. And then I think as you're alluding to, you, you get to the point where, okay, now that I know this, this woman's physiology, when it comes to peaking, like I, I want to push toward that line. I, I want to get to that 98, 99% fullness level without spilling over. And, you know, sometimes that does take, as we like to use a progressive linear load, 
a more linear at the beginning, progressive toward the end where we are really ramping up. Uh, and, and I would say that my, my next point is, is not that different from division to division. But once you get there, then you have to decide, okay, do I have enough glycogen heading into those last 24, 48 hours? So now I don't have to push for more and more and more. Now it's timing and hydration and sodium. How do you warm up? So some of those things that you know we'll definitely talk about in our fifth episode. But but any any other differentials that you see just in peak week that, that you think are worth mentioning? I think one thing, lighting can be ultimately just so paramount with bodybuilders. It really is for every division, but it, you know, if they can travel with a ring light or, and that would be any peak week, that's super helpful having that consistency of the lighting. But when you're trying to see every darn fine detail like that, I think it's really important to have that consistency, uh, especially Kind of like I said, we're trying to hit that peak early and then manage it for the rest of the week. Once we hit that peak, well, I want to see those timings with the same lighting. Um, you know, obviously we'll have Friday night. They have Tanner on. That's a little bit of a variable that we can prepare for that they might not look as tight once they're darker until they hit actual bright stage lights. But yeah, you really want to watch that close with these competitors. Perfect lead in for our final episode. You guys stay tuned and we will wrap it up with contest day in our how to win in women's bodybuilding series. See you then.